No matter what's going on in the market, a home inspection is super important. And if you've been paying attention to what's happening with the current buying cycle here in 2022, you're hearing a lot about home inspections. People are waving them. People are saying it's not that important. Sellers are saying you have to buy the home as is. So why do you even do an inspection? Well, we're going to get into all the details about the importance of a home inspection, what you need to know, what you don't need to freak out about, and the things that are the most important when you take a look at your home from top to bottom. Let's do it. What is the hippity haps, my how to buy a homies? Now I'm recording this episode today near the end of June 2022. So to all you people listening in the future, remember how freaked out everybody was this summer? <laughs> yeah, remember that? Damn. <laughs> this entire week of news has led with the economy, and that is usually not a good thing. Not because bad economic news is always bad for you. You know, I've said it before, thanks to my friends at Run DMC. It's not bad meaning bad, it's bad meaning good. Yes, thank you, Run. So listen to 108 if you want details on what's going on with all the bad stuff in the economy and how it might be good for you. But today we're going to have a nice little education lesson. Today we're going to dive right into the terms and definitions for the letter I. We're going to start with the most important term for first-time homebuyers, inspection. Now, in recent years, the market has been just ridiculously competitive. And because of that, there's been a lot of talk about inspections. Seems to be kind of the buzzword these days, right? So I'm going to go deep on this one because a home inspection is supremely important to you when you're buying your home, especially your first home. And no matter what's going on in the market, it's still something that you should be very conscious of and know exactly what you're doing or not doing. For those of you uh, listening in the future, in 2022, things are very different first-time home buyers. I hope it doesn't stay like this and it hasn't remained like this. But first up, in the summer of 2022, here's what's different. Our money don't jiggle jiggle. Steph Curry, his three-point line should be at 30 feet for him because it's just not fair for everybody else in the NBA. And if you're wondering what it was like in the summer of 2022, it's freaking hot. Also, Housing has been hot for several straight years, so people, especially first-time homebuyers, they're trying to do anything they can to get an edge to break into the market. They're doing whatever it takes to get their offer accepted, and since that's because every home out there seems to have multiple offers on it by just the end of the first weekend, if not sometimes the first day. Seriously, it is freakishly competitive out there. It's like the red wedding and everyone's fighting for just one turkey leg. All right, so inspections, let's go with the basics first. When you buy a home, you have a period of time to inspect the home physically as well as inspect all the paperwork and all the documentation on the home before you actually sign off and agree to complete the purchase. Now, to be clear, in most areas, you have to first get your offer accepted and then you go into this inspection period. Depending on where you live, it's called different things. The contingency, condition period, the option period, the due diligence period for a lot of you folks on the East Coast. This is a clause sometimes offered in a purchase agreement that grants the buyers a predetermined amount of time during the contract to perform any necessary inspections. And you're going to get to inspect the home 
before you commit to it completely. Now, this is all part of the inspection. What I just explained right there was the inspection contingency period, but it all kind of goes together. So I just threw it all in one shot. In most places, because it is different everywhere in the country, you're going to put in a deposit, but you have a certain amount of days to inspect and decide that you want to move forward before that deposit becomes non-refundable. This is sometimes known as the buyer beware period. Think of it as if you're buying a car and you agree on a price on a car before you actually go and check it out with your mechanic. The period that you get to inspect and take it to your mechanic and have them look under the hood, that's your condition, contingency, option, or due diligence period. Make a sense? Okay, good. So your offer gets accepted, you put in your earnest money deposit, and then you schedule your inspection, our big I word. Now, the Google definition of inspection is this, when a buyer pays a licensed professional inspector to visit the home and prepare a report on its condition and needed repairs. It can sometimes be a visual and mechanical inspection and examination of a home to identify defects and assess the home's condition. There, wasn't that lovely and sterile? But you all know what that means. And one of the big things that you should be very aware of with an inspection is most home inspections are what we call a general inspection. Those of you not watching YouTube didn't get to see my air quotes. And though they're going to look at the roof, the plumbing, and the electrical, they're going to check all that stuff out. But oftentimes the general inspector will pass the buck. <laughs> it means if something looks like it's too big or going to be an issue, then they're going to say it should be inspected by somebody else. We'll get into that a little bit later. That's called liability. Big word when it comes to your inspection. They're going to say something like such and such was noted and noticed and we recommend further inspection by a specialized roof plumber, electrical professional. And what you need to be aware of is that once your offer gets accepted, your clock is running for you to decide if you're going to go all in and actually purchase the home or if you want to pull out of the deal based on what you find in the inspection. So that's why it's very important that you understand the first inspection is a general inspection and you may want to do inspections after that. See, the mistake I see is that a lot of buyers, they book this home inspection thinking it covers everything to the complete detail and they book it near the end of that time period, whatever it is, eight days, 10 days, 15, 21 days. Now that's the end of your contingency option due diligence period. So it's best that you do your inspection early. I mentioned it. This is a general inspection. So my recommendation is get that first general inspection done as quickly as you can so that you have time if the general inspection says that, ooh, you know what? There's some pretty heavy stuff here. You should get a specialized vendor out here. Well, now if you do it early enough, you'll still have time so you could get out a specialized roofer, plumber, sewer person, electrical, or a pool specialist. This is why I tell people all the time, I get a lot of buyers that get really excited about buying a home. And then when I ask them to take a little time off work, they freak out and they say to me, how can I take time off work? I have to pay for a home. Okay, cool. Maybe we should have thought about that a month ago then, because during that two weeks, you can't be unavailable to your realtor and to your lender when you're trying to buy a home. Okay. You've got to have some flexibility in your schedule because it's going to save you tens of thousands of dollars. If you're thinking, oh, this will be cool. I'm going to buy a home, you know, after work at seven o'clock every night and keep working seven days a week, then you could be in for a big shocker. And once you get the inspection, let me give you a few real world ideas, thoughts, and general 
and just some general no BS what to actually expect. It's like what to expect when you're expecting, except for inspections. Try saying that five times fast. Okay, the number one thing about your general home inspection, it's going to scare the shit out of you. When you see all the flaws they point out on your inspection, you're going to think that your home was built by a group of junior high kids on a work release program. This is absolutely, totally normal. This is normal to be that scared. And let me explain why. When you buy a home, all of the people serving you are simultaneously doing a couple things. Number one, they're attempting to help you with the biggest financial transaction of your life, while at the same time, they're also making sure that you don't sue them for the work that they do. Told you we were going to get into this word, liability. Yeah, more than half of the paperwork that you sign in the mountain of documents that are required to purchase a home is you, the buyer, acknowledging something else to cover someone else's behind. That's the truth. And if you go into it that way and you realize that, you won't be so freaked out when you read all this paperwork that tells you such terrible, freaky things. In fact, where I live, we have local disclosures that need to be signed by the buyer. And each year, I've been doing this 16 years, something new gets added to the local disclosures. I think it was like 21 when I started and we're up to like 47 now. And here's how it works. We in California, the most litigious state in the country, Every time somebody sues somebody in real estate for something, it gets added to disclosures. The example is when Nextdoor became really big and popular, suddenly I noticed that the newest disclosure added was a wildlife notification. Now, why would that get added, you say? Because of Nextdoor. Well, because if you live in Southern California, every other freaking post on Nextdoor is about a coyote. It's like these people have never gone camping or watch National Geographic. It's ridiculous. So the realtors and everyone involved had to figure out that we need to tell people about this because people were turning around trying to sue people by saying, hey, I bought a house on planet Earth and there was a non-human creature that came into my yard and I didn't think non-humans existed in this suburb that I live in. Good job, people. And that was a lawsuit, just like the coffee's hot at McDonald's. Yeah, we know. Okay. So back to the inspection report, it's going to scare you. In the case of a resale home, you're buying a used product. Used products have wear and tear and nothing built remains functional and operational forever. So accept that when you're buying a home, even though you're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars. It just seems like everybody thinks that they're now entitled to this perfect home because they're paying all that money. No, you're entitled to the perfect amount of home that you decide to pay for. Remember that when you're nickel and diamond and going crazy in your negotiations when you're trying to buy a home. Oh, little bit of uh, harsh reality, Dave, coming out. Okay, let's go back to practical positivity. Also, do not expect the owners to maintain a home in the same way that you do. Everybody has a different expectation. Everybody's version of clean is different, not to mention livable. All right. So things that you might see as unacceptable Remember this phrase, when it comes to your inspection, this is a very important inspection phrase, working condition. If the heater is old, but it functions during the inspection and it, you know, the inspector checks it out, the temperature goes everywhere it's supposed to go. Even if it's another phrase that people use all the time at the end of its life, that's a phrase they're going to use a lot. As long as it's still working today, you're buying the home today. You're not buying the home to be in working condition in a year from now or even six months from now. But do remember, 
most places in the country, you will get a home warranty for one year to cover your butt in case things are really at the end of their life. But remember that if something's in working condition, that's what the seller is selling you. So here are some normal types of examples of what you can expect during inspection and things that will help you so that when this all hits you, because it will be overwhelming, scary, and freaky deaky, okay? Here's what an inspection notation means for you, okay? The inspector probably won't say it, but I'll go with this one first. If the home has butt ugly wallpaper, that's taste, not an imperfection, not something the inspector's gonna call out and probably not something you can ask for a credit or a repair. Now, if the home's kitchen stove doesn't turn on during an inspection and that stove is part of the original contract, well, that's an issue to discuss with the seller and that's where you can negotiate a repair or a credit. Think back to my car analogy. You look at a car, you see it online, says it has air conditioning, you go in, try the car out, it doesn't have AC. Well, just like if you buy a home with a stove in it, you think the stove works unless they disclosed it somewhere. And if they did not, that would be a perfect example of something that you find the inspection that you can then negotiate with the seller. Now, on the flip side of that, if a home has a hole in the wall from a doorknob slamming into the drywall and that hole is there and it's not affecting plumbing or electrical, it's just purely cosmetic. Well, that hole was there, you know, during the initial viewing of the home before you made the offer. And if it was there and it could be easily viewed and seen by you during your offer, then we're assuming that the seller has already taken that in, into consideration and that you took it into consideration before you put the offer on the home. So it's basically we're buying the home at this price, even though we know there's a hole in the wall. That's where it can get kind of tricky, though. What did you see? What did you not see? What was obvious? What was not obvious? That's why I do the podcast, to give you mounds and mounds of ambiguous information so that you, when you go in to buy a home and you don't know what's going on, you go, oh, yeah, that's what Sedoni said. Now you want to get into a really gray area. Let's say that somewhere on the back patio, there's a huge crack in the cement and it's something that you could trip on it. But the owners, they've had it for years and it's never bugged them at all. Well, that falls into, once again, a tricky place in the negotiation. You're going to need to convince the owners who, by the way, don't mind it and have never thought it was a problem. You got to convince them that this is a health and safety issue for you moving forward and that it should be repaired before you purchase the house. Now, I could go on and on with examples like this. So you see why having a solid representative to help you negotiate this part of the transaction is crucial. I'm stoked that your cousin got their real estate license last year, but if they don't have an experienced veteran with them at the inspection, helping them through this part of the deal, even if your cousin's kicking you back five or $10,000, well, I bet you're going to lose five times more than that in a poorly negotiated inspection concession. Look, the way things are going right now with the historic low inventory and the psycho competitive markets for first time home buyers, there is a lot of chatter about waiving inspection these days. Why in the world would you waive an inspection? Well, because you put in seven offers and you're dying and just want to get one of your offers accepted. I can't tell you exactly what to do in every individual situation. And there is no blanket statement. There is no rule of thumb or index finger or pinky finger or even middle finger. All right. There's nothing in real estate that is the same for every single transaction, but I would say consult with your unicorn. If it's a standard, you know, freestanding, regular single family home, I personally 
in general, which I don't know because I don't know anything about your personal situation, but in general, I would say it's not really recommended that you buy the home without an inspection. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily waive it. You can still get the inspection done and not ask for anything, but you really should give yourself at least a few days to check and make sure there's nothing hiding in the basement. You want to make sure that you still have the the ability to back out of a deal before you've even had a chance to look under the hood, going back to my car analogy. Even if the seller says the deal is as is and will absolutely not repair anything, for a regular single family home, I would still ask that you at least do the inspection and have that be part of your time period that you can back out of the deal. Now, why am I saying with a single family home? Because, you know, there are a lot of examples where if you're buying a newer home or a model home, or you're buying a condo or a townhome where a lot of the stuff is covered by an HOA, maybe you can get away with waiving the inspection. Don't know, don't totally recommend it, but without me knowing the exact specifics about your situation, I'm not saying don't ever do that. A really good way to think about your inspection that you get is a to-do list. You and your realtor, before you get it, you come up with a number. We like to call it the unexpected number, you know? Like maybe you're thinking, all right, look, I don't really, everything seems to look good to me. I love this house. We got a good price. So I'll tell you what, if we don't find more than $5,000 worth of stuff that make it just basic and livable, then I'm for sure going to go through and close on this house. Cool. Now you've got your number. So you get your inspection, you work with that. If you find more than that, then you have to sit down, but you don't just weigh everything that came in from the inspection. You're weighing everything. How many offers have you put in? How much do you feel like this one was under market? Is this in the right area for you? Don't get so hung up and so narrow-minded and so tunnel vision that you're not buying a home because of the air conditioner that's $3,000 to fix the one part that's there. Maybe it's $3,000 to fix the one part that's there, but every other home that you've looked at that was even close to this home was $20,000 more, and every other home you've looked at was in a crappy neighborhood, and this one's in a great neighborhood. There's a lot to think about, and you can't just put the inspection fixes as a singular reason for why you're not getting a good deal. You have to put it together in the entire package. Oh, and if you thought I was done, here's some more things that would include the entire package. How competitive was it to get this home? Do you think you have a shot at getting a home like this one for the same price? Have interest rates changed in the past week or two since you got this one under contract and got to lock it? Because now going to another home, that may affect the value of your next purchase, not to mention the value of the purchase that you're already in. And are the fines and repairs and things that the inspector found for you, are they going to cost you more than starting over, paying more rent for another month and having to get into another deal? Are prices going up and our interest rates going up there? How was that? Those of you listening on two times, I hope you enjoyed that. Now, of course, all of these questions depend on the current market and which way it's swinging and trending. But in general, in a regular market, my buyers and I use that inspection as a to-do list. We gather the information from the general inspection and then specific vendors if we need to. And then I, as the representative, will negotiate one or two or three or four of the main pieces. Now, A main tool in my negotiation tactics is where are we in the market? Are we the only offer? Are we the only offer after three months? Obviously, all of those factors depend on how much we ask for. And in a competitive market like this, we're not asking for nothing (laughs) and just hoping that we can still continue to get this purchase because we realize the home's going to be worth 10 grand more next week. 
If it helps, think of it this way. My buyers put their offer in and negotiated the best price based on the assumption that the home was in safe and working order. Then we do the inspection. The inspection reveals X, Y, and Z. Therefore, since these items weren't obvious in the initial visual inspection, when we came up with our price and when we presented the offer that we negotiated, we're now requesting that those items, X, Y, and Z, that they be repaired before the closing. Or we're going to be requesting a credit of X amount of dollars for the items X, Y, and Z. There. How many of you feel like you went back to algebra? All right, look. You keep that principle in mind, the entire inspection process will be much less overwhelming. Oh, but remember, it's still going to scare the shit out of you and make you think that someone built your home on Minecraft. That was fun. My video producer's 27 and he giggled when I said Minecraft. That's cool. That means you have the same mentality as my kids, JT. How's that feel? They're 12 and 16. All right. We ended the whole thing with a super cringy old man dad joke that somehow got the younger folk to laugh. All right, well, you know, I have a whole bunch more eyes to do, but dang, that inspection thing took a long time. (laughs) It's kind of really important, and I'm just gonna go ahead and call it right now. So that is your home inspection podcast. Really important stuff, no matter what's going on in the market, to make sure that you understand how an inspection works for you, making sure that your unicorn team is on top of it, that you're doing everything precisely correctly to know, A, it's going to show you lots of bad stuff, don't be freaked out, and B, what should you be looking for to be freaked out? Remember, your inspection is a fantastic to-do list. And speaking of your to-do list, Go to howtobuyahome.com, check out the podcast, the YouTube channel, lots of great stuff on there. And of course, you can always find the links to Instagram and TikTok on howtobuyahome.com. And keep your eyes out, we're going to be kicking out a How to Buy a Home Starter Kit. The first time home buyer starter kit coming to you at howtobuyahome.com because everyone always asks me, David, I don't know where to start. Well, fine. I'll tell you where to start because I've seen a lot of people finish. In fact, they're all on the wall behind me. Those are pictures of people who figured out how to get this done. And the cool thing is, I think you can do it too. In fact, I know you can do this.